Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Live from Maiden's Point, it's a wheezing groaning sound, the only podcast about Doctor Who. I'm Tom Needham, and today Doctor Who dips into the world of code breaking. So, pour yourself an enigma of tea. Hey! hey. Hopefully you'll enjoy this more so than usual. Oh, very good. <laughs> Thank you. And we promise to be able uh, to uh, be only a little bit... Da Vinci Key. Those are the only things oh, I can think of. Wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a flyer. Uh, so, joining me today, as usual, are two men who came to this place with evil in their hearts. They're girls who will be damned forever. It's Paul Litchfield and John Rain. Hello. Hey, hello, chaps. Long hello. time no weed. Long time no weed. <laughs> great to be back wheezing. Sorry, oh, did, isn't it just? Did you say evil or evil? <laughs> evil, evil since the dawn of time. Evil. <laughs> He's amazing, isn't he, McCoy? When he goes full throttle. Before we, so before we start, I just want to check there's no one standing up ominously behind me with green eyes. <laughs> no, no, we're good, we're good. They, they, so that, that, sometimes yellow. Yeah. Yep, sometimes yellow. It's There's no consistency with Fenric, but that's the no. last one's going to get no. old, I suppose. Well, Fenric, Fenric's very fashionable. He, de- uh, whichever body he um, decides to overtake, he just checks for soft furnishings and makes sure that he doesn't clash. Mm. <laughs> he's good he's, like a, that. he's very considerate, and he has an eye for uh, for. Um, he's a bit like a Marie Kondo for um, ancient <laughs> evil. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, all the kids um, had the old Fenric cube, didn't they, when they were growing up? <laughs> That the makes con- absolutely no sense. Condo of evil, I love it. <laughs> I, put, I, I put all my resentment in here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I had a fenric key, but all I used to do is hunch over it and go, what is the solution? Oh, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that acting. with Solvite. <laughs> Solvite. <laughs> it was um, yeah. Of course, um, we, as these traditionally start, we have to ask ourselves, what if the episode three or four, I can't remember how many episodes of Ghostlight, um, meant that you didn't want to tune in to The Curse of Fenric? Uh, what would you have been watching instead? Mm. Oh, well, well, allow me to uh, furnish you with some answers, uh, Tom. Yes, please. Curse of Fenric, Wednesday the 25th of October 1989. Mm. Mm. And it came on at 
7.35, which I think is a little bit late. A little bit late. I mean, this is Michael Grade sort of watching the clock run down, isn't it, essentially? (laughs) He really is. Possibly. Quite possibly. Mm. Now, I'd love to say there was a plethora of fun on BBC One, but there really, really was not much at all. Just a bog-standard day of TV. Um, Just after after Doctor Who, you had uh, Bergerac. Ah, okay. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah, which was um, and it and it and uh, the blurb, according to the Radio Times archives, is thus: mm. a dead a dead sailor, toxic waste, and a missing girl pose the usual problems for Berger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> the usual <coughs> problems. Not them again. <laughs> oh, God. Well, so, so you'd be watching BBC One. You'd have had toxic waste with uh, with old mm. Femric or the the ancient one dropping all the poison in the sea. Yeah, and yeah. then you've just got Bergerac doing it all again. And dead sailors and dead soldiers. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, this could have been a crossover episode <laughs> where where, where Bergerac just off camera is is actually investigating what's going on. <laughs> wow. Wow. However, on the same day on BBC Two, you had a shitload of joy. Oh, oh my word. Oh my word. So at 10:05 you had a um a kid show called You and Me. Oh. And oh did you remember this? I don't remember you and me. Oh, at well, I remember with the, Gary and the red puppets. Cosmo oh. and Dibs. Cosmo. Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it, oh it's those two. Yeah, Cosmo and Dibs. Cosmo and Dibs. With yeah, um, they, Gary they, sound, they sounded like they had cleft palates or yeah. like they needed to clear yes. their throat. Yeah. I know the ones. Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that was you and me. Oh, right. Yeah, well, it just yeah. says you and me, a series for five year olds. Oh, Jenny, Jenny yeah. chooses a new pair of shoes. Oh. Cosmo needs a sign to prevent him being disturbed. <laughs> With the shoe? I've no idea. It Don't come no in. I'm looking at the shoes. It says no more. <laughs> a little bit, bit later trivia. on. Yeah. yeah, go on. No, go on. I love trivia. Bit of trivia about uh, you and me, which I know off the top of my head, is Go. that the theme, the theme tune to you and me, uh, which was you and me, me and you, lots and lots for us to do, yeah. lots and lots for us to see, I be- uh, was then lifted from that and used in um, She's Electric by Oasis. They have those lyrics That's in there. That's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. What? <laughs> there you go. I'll be That's you and insane. you'll be me. Lots and lots for us to see. see. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, well, no, no I ain't wearing no mask. Gallagher is a prophet of music. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. since we're throwing in factoids like that, yeah, gentlemen, catch this one. Did you know that two of the uh, monsters emerging from the sea and in the subsequent episodes of Curse of Fenric are Sylvester McCoy's sons? Yes. Whoa! Yeah! I only knew that because I watched the Blu-ray documentary today. Yeah, there is sons. Oh. I think one's called Sam. I can't remember what the other one's called. Um, and yes. Yeah, they're, the real. They're, uh, they're all wandering around. <laughs> all wandering around. <laughs> it's amazing. That is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, which it's interesting because obviously uh, we we are. Uh, uh, is there any more great TV uh, uh, on on? I'll get uh, I'll get through it quickly. So no, I'm, I'm fascinated. Yeah, yeah. Twelve thirty, BBC Two, Life School, and it just says this: <laughs> You and the law. They always say no. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it, <laughs> I love it. it. it depends on your amazing. activity. They <laughs> always say no. Mm. <laughs> uh, officer, officer, someone stole my wallet. Would you mind coming with me to? No. No. Okay. <laughs> but then that could work another way, couldn't it? It could hmm. be like, Reginald Wilson of no fixed underpants, you have been caught stealing the crown jewels. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, in that case, I sentence you to four weeks holiday in Fiji. Yeah. I mean, come on. 
But there you go. There was <laughs> yeah, a document. No. There, there was a nature document, well, a, a, a sort of geography-based documentary on Five Plus Four on BBC Two, and mm. it just says this: "Wave goodbye to the seaside." Hmm. <laughs> was that Wave on before goodbye. Threads? It's very, it's very thready, isn't it? In it fact, really is. Very threading. Curse of Fenric gets a bit thready at points. Like, yes. really does. This is grim. Yes. Little, now, at 7.30, you had a show for 10 minutes called Animation Now. Oh. And the title of this particular cartoon from Canada, and I, I will read it exactly how it's written. The cartoon is called thus. The Awful Fate... Of Melopaminus Jones Distant Islands. Okay. That sounds like a translation, that does. That sounds like an awful translation. I immediately thought it should be a Czech cartoon that's been really weirdly translated, but apparently not. (laughs) Sounds like they're distantly related to some islands. Yeah, well, I I really want to see it. And later on, and this is the crowning pinnacle of BBC Two's crown, are you ready? Hmm. At quarter past ten on BBC Two, on uh, Wednesday the 20th of October 1989, a documentary called Building Sites, and it just mm-hmm. says this. David Meller, I don't think it's this David Meller, but I <laughs> really goodness. hope it is. Could be. Yeah. It just says David Meller examines the new award-winning David Meller Cutlery Factory in the Peak <laughs> District. <laughs> he examines his own award-winning factory, and it also says it's extraordinary because it's round. <laughs> I mean, what award? Th- yeah. these, these days we'd call that a commercial. Yes. Yeah. What amazing. award has it won? Has it won the David Meller Award for cutlery? <laughs> yes, the David Meller Award for examining new David Meller <laughs> Award winning cutlery based factories in the Peak District. I'm sorry, can I just say, before we go and film this, who is David Meller? I don't know, but he's won an award. He's won many awards, mm. and, you, and my fuck, you'll tell you about them. <laughs> So there you go. That was what was going on on BBC One and BBC Two. Sounds good. Although, why would you want anything else to watch when you've got the, mm. it, the very rich meal of The Curse of Fenrir? Oh, mm. A very rich, gamey meal, isn't mm. it? It really, it really is. Ooh, now, obviously, you don't want up- dessert after Curse of Fenric. Not at all. You just want to you want to lie down. You want to you maybe do. You do. in the vomitorium or something. Mm. You do. Because um, we are faced with a bit of a challenge, obviously, which is that. There's about nine different versions of the Curse of Fenric that exist. Oh, out really? There. Yeah. Yeah. So as a as a kid, I watched the VHS, which mm. I think is like it. It's like an extended version. In- right. Inspired by James Cameron's The Abyss. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, The Abyss came out as a special edition. Oh yeah. And they went back to the BBC and said, "Look, you had to cut this to ribbons to get it on TV. Yeah. Could we put it out as like a special edition feature length version?" Mm-hmm. And BBC said, yes, that's a good idea. We'd make more money selling videos. Amazing. Oh. Well, there you go. Yeah. So there's like, there's one, so there's the one that's, I think, uh, you watched it on the Blu-ray, didn't you, Johnson? I did, it was the extended version. I, okay, I, great. I, I watched it on BritBox, and mm. um, I and BritBox is an amazing thing, isn't it? Because I went into BritBox and typed Doctor Who, and it just said, sorry, no results found. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's exactly what you want. Um, so I'm assuming that's the TV broadcast that they've got yes, on Yes, I'm assuming it was, yeah. Yeah. And then I think there's another one, and then there's like a, a Gene and Phyllis special edition, um, and then there's there's numerous other ones. There's one that's just... Really? Um, <laughs> I think there's, there's a one musical that's, version. Exactly. There's a puppet uh, version. <laughs> there's one where it's just, um, it's just Parsons. There's, it's the Parson-only edit, obviously. Mm. <laughs> it's called The Parson's <laughs> Nose. <Yeah. laughs> 
So, uh, wow. so yeah, it's it's going to be tricky. There might be bits where one of us says, "Oh," and then there's this scene, and the others are going, "Oh, I, I can't quite remember." But we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll All see right. how it goes. So, so at one point, one of us is going to. I don't remember when they did the hokey cokey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you don't have the vanilla edition, then we may not mm. speak of it. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Oh, that's going to be intriguing. I'm going to get yes. thrown out of the Doctor Who circle, you know. <gasps> Why? I didn't like the curse of Fenric. What? Okay, right, oh. right. Do you want to do you want to sort of give give us a top line now that we can sort of examine as we go through, or do you want to do you want to sort of eke it out as we go I'll, through? I'll eke it out as we go through. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. This is intriguing. I thought it was fucking marvelous. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. A, I mean, I remember this. So I think this probably was. There's lots of things. There's lots of things. We'll get into it. We'll start, hmm. shall we? Yeah, go, because go, we, go. because we start um, and it's a, immediately a great shot. We're in the fog. And there's a dinghy coming towards the shores of a place. Uh, is it Whitby? Because it's, at one point they say Dracula came ashore. They so do like, say that. They yeah. do, yeah. 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 So maybe it's Whitby, and mm. uh, and we have Russian soldiers, uh, and we have uh, have, and they're all talking. Uh, it's all subtitled. Like you think, oh, immediately, like, oh, this looks good. Mm. This and is the like... subtitles, by the way, that they use is the same font that they use in the mm. end credits. Oh, is that right? For the well, it looks really, really, really eerily similar. Nice. I like and that. I've got continuity. another font fact for you later on. But... <laughs> you saw one in the church. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you nice gotta strap yourself in. Yeah. Um, and immediately, like, this could be a Bond film. This is incredible. Um... <laughs> okay. Um... That, was a, that was very much a John Lemessier response. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you awfully sure that's why? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they, um, and then we, we we don't see. There's not a little bit of uh, the Doctor and Ace inside the TARDIS because at this no. point, I think the TARDIS set look, was held together by like five bits of gaffer tape and was looking absolutely abysmal. Right. Um, so the TARDIS lands and the Doctor and Ace oh, come out. And... Lovely TARDIS materialization, by the way, Jack. Really nice, Beautiful isn't it? Beautiful TARDIS materialization. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like stars in their eyes, though, because they come out in fancy dress. Yes, yeah, right, yeah. I'm going to be Glenn Miller's bomber pilot. <laughs> but that's really nice because that, that immediately mm. tells me that the doctor's prepped for where he's going. Mm. Which mm. we don't get a lot. We get, oh God, we've appeared here and we didn't mean to. But this is actually, no, I know exactly where we are. Yeah. So we're going to dress appropriately. Yeah. Suddenly, the doctor comes lovely. out the the cupboard and has ex- uh, like the exactly the cupboard, <laughs> whatever it is, the the dressing kind of room mm, with mm. with Ace's like size in all clothing, yeah. which surely Ace must have been a bit weirded out by. It's a bit Rillington Place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I just I just <laughs> found these that. lying around. <laughs> Where is Joe? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> And she's got a little bag. Uh, she's got a little nectaring bag over her hair, so she's all ready to be uh, from the war. <laughs> and I love it because because they they leave the TARDIS. The first thing Ace says is is you can't just wander into a naval camp. They're guarded with people with guns. You can't just stroll in. And then mm. I just thought, actually, Ace, you fucking can. Uh-huh. You've got a TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the very point. definition of strolling in. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> have you seen one of these before? It just yeah, here's where it wants. You're mm. absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. But there um, you go. So they arrive and they're immediate, They are surrounded by people with guns. But the Doctor uses his so this the Seventh Doctor uses his Seventh Doctoriness to kind of get away get away with it, doesn't yes. it? Yes, hmm. yes. Just quite quite and yeah. would you like to explain what that is, Tom? 
Uh, as in that the... he uses as his amazing way of getting out of situations, which is just to go, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then wander off. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What a oh, fucking okay. old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to spend any more time with him. Yeah, oh, he's exactly. gone now. Good. <laughs> I mean, uh, there is a war on, but yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> then the doctor. I mean, this bit confuses me because he comes into the office, which is great, and immediately we're introduced to about a billion characters, right? So yeah. We, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I love about this. There's like there's like seven different plots all going on. At the same <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, so I, you... but they tie them all up, which is amazing. It's very impressive. That's what I really <laughs> like about Crash of is they have so many weird little subplots going on, and they mm. do all tie up. In, in, Can I just in say there's the seven different subplots, but there's only one pot. <laughs> so there's one main pot. Yes, seven subplots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you can see now we're introduced to Judson. Yeah. yeah. Um, brilliant. He's brilliant. Oh, mm. Dinsdale Landon is he is a Doctor Who villain that Doctor Who's been wanting for, Amazing. for years. I loved him. He really yeah. is stunning, isn't it? Because he's half sort of like Doctor Confuser Man. He's like, yeah. hey, they're, they're what dead is, and then the next mm. minute he's going, I'm a cripple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's really proud of it. He's like, yes. you've got that man from, um, oh god, the uh, Three Doctors. No, um, the Time Warrior. Sorry, the guy with the glasses. A oh, rubbish. Yeah, if you got rubbish, and he went in, and he went into Vietnam like in Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> when and he then, came out, yeah, and then he, he came out after he saw things. He saw things. He saw things. And he's now in a wheelchair and he doesn't like it. And also, <laughs> I mean, an actor called Dinsdale Landon. What mm. an amazing. What a name. And I'll give you this. I'll drop this fact in for you now. Mm. Dinsdale mm. Landon wrote a book. Do you know mm. what this book is called? Ooh, um, Mister Dinsdale. <laughs> Was it Mr. Dinsdale? Mr. Dinsdale! (laughs) (laughs) I've done a whoopsie in the time. He wrote a book with his wife, which is called The True Story of H.P. Sauce. Wow! Available now on Amazon. It has two reviews. One person (laughs) from England went, My dad's mad about H.P. Sauce. You'll love this book. And there was a woman in America who wrote, Good. He is good. My favourite line reading of Dinsel Landon is when he goes, the chains of Fenric shut up. Well, what about my chains? And I was like, oh, he's just got such such energy. He's mm. so good. Brilliant. I really love him. He's, one mm. minute he's like, oh, tell me more, you fascinating creature. And then the next mm. time he's, get out of my fucking way! Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you find that this Eric Say... No, Eric Say, which, um, who's the story editor in these Andrew ones? Cartmel Andrew with Cartmel. the Cartmel Master Plan. Do you find that the Cartmel Master Plan is mm. solely made up of young writers who've watched lots of films? <laughs> Potentially, yes. Because well, you, we've you see Anne Reed. this before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah but you see Anne Reed and it's like, someone's watched Rebecca. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, and then this, yeah. Entire, this entire plot is, oh, John Carpenter's The Fog's good. <laughs> yeah, but we've already seen evidence of this with, like, for instance, Dragonfire with, mm. let's, let's make all the alien movies. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's lovely to see uh, Anne Reed, though, because she mm. comes back, doesn't she, much later on. Mm. Yes. As a yeah. plasmavore in Smith & Jones. Yeah, which is right. great. It's sort of um, Again, a in keeping. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And Maybe she has sex with James character. Bond. Does she? she has sex with James Bond? Yeah, what? there's a film with Daniel Craig that he has sex with her. Oh, yes, there is. I can't yeah. remember. It's the Mother or something. The Mother. She's yeah. also great in Hot Fuzz. Anne Reed's yes. brilliant. Yeah. She is brilliant, yeah. Well, she's mm. in all the best bits of Victoria Wood as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's brilliant. She's and Dinner Ladies. brilliant. And Dinner, yeah, and dinner Ladies. Wood. She's of brilliant. course. She's Victoria Wood's, like, calling card. Mm. Uh, Celia Imrie, just get you guys involved. You're yeah. brilliant all the time. Yeah. 
They're amazing. She doesn't have much to do in this, but she's great no. in what, in, yeah. for what she does. And again, she has a tiny miniature plot point. Which is, she's a really awful, overbearing nurse and treats him like a kid, so he oh. punishes her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. You, I think you're seeing here, like, the start of... Because they've become very rich and quite novelistic, and it's sort of like they're heading towards the new adventures, right? So things get, like, yes. everyone you feel has a backstory. I've read a whole mm. thing about how um, uh, Judson and uh, Millington were, like, our lovers, and yes, the... I was reading that as well, that they were going to mm. thread that in, that then they might have been in like a sort of semi-illicit homosexual couple during the war or something. Yes, uh, yeah. I mean, the, it's the previous war, but then they went, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which Let's is weird when out. you get the doctor complaining about his accident and the other one going, well, it wasn't my fault. So I dread to think what happened. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. pushed it in too far. <laughs> <laughs> what about my yeah. chains? Exactly. <laughs> Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> I forgot the same word and look at me oh god the great ash tree spilled his venom over all the earth oh. <laughs> tell you what's a real enigma how i managed to get you in bed bless oh. well, they're re- what i love is they're really really rounded characters for the limited time they've got on screen Ooh. that's what i really and they all have a through line yes and they all have a really brilliant through line i mean ace has the ultimate through line oh, this. oh my goodness that's just like what the fuck what is that like mental torture that she's been put through is yeah well then so we we firstly we have a pov of a hemovore which sort of reminds you it's doctor who right you have the yes, sort of, of course, the, yeah. the funny story outline. about them as well oh yeah well in the original script they were called vampires and they were so embarrassed about <laughs> having them called vampires yeah they changed the name to hemovores and then uh, cartmel says they just literally like control f Every instance of the word vampire is under the heme of all. And yet, 25 years later, they weren't embarrassed when they made Vampires of Venice. So, mm. No. Know. Well, vampires are cool now. They or are. Va- vampires are cool. are now, aren't they? Yeah. Just like fezzes. Fezzes are cool. Mm. Um, yes. And then, God. so... <laughs> then we go... Then we're outside the church, and it's <sighs> Mrs. Hardacre. Mrs. Hardacre. <laughs> now, that's Mrs. a character. Mrrs. Hardly been to Yorkshire Acre. <laughs> She's brilliant. There's yes. some lovely double entendres here. You've got mm. Mrs. Hardacre and Maiden's Point. Yeah. <laughs> it's all absolutely lovely. And she's a proper fire and brimstone. Oh, you don't go there, you heathens. You yeah, yeah. I didn't like the stuff you said about loving thy neighbour. Mm. It's absolutely <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's brilliant. I love her. She's great. And she doesn't like old old uh, Mamby Pamby Parsons, who sort of is, uh, is trying to be a bit sort of empathetic. She's not into that yes. at all. Yes. Yes. Well, I should I should say at this point. Sorry, we have got a personal message from Nicholas Parsons. Mm. Do we? Yeah. Oh my uh, goodness. I, we managed to contact him, and he's he's left us a lovely message. If you'd like to hear it. Oh, I'd yes, love please. To. Okay. Hello, Nicholas Parsons here from Beyond the Grave. Just wishing Paul, Tom and John a great show. I never watched Doctor Who myself. Preferred Blake Seven. Cheerio. Whoa! <laughs> lovely message. <laughs> oh, thanks, Nicholas. Yeah. Thanks, Nicholas, and beyond the grave. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> so lovely. That's amazing. Mm. Oh, oh, bless him. He's gosh. a lovely. He's a, he's a good egg, even mm. even now. Even I did now. a radio two pilot with him years ago up in Edinburgh, and and mm. um, we managed to snag him. Um, Great. And there was an amazing. Um, there was a bit where um, one of my. Have I already told this on this show? Maybe no, I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. There was an amazing. Um, he'd just gone to see. Um, I think it was um, Burns. Um, uh, the Brendan. Australian, Brendan Burns. Yeah. yeah. 
And obviously, and so he was explaining to Jeremy and I, who were, and Nicholas was stood over us. <laughs> Jeremy and I were sat on a couch, and he was sort of leaning down, going, Yes, I saw this Burns fellow. The language, the language. <laughs> and then he started to tell us the things he'd said. But in, mm. the, in, in the interim, the other uh, member of my comedy group, The Trap Dan, mm. had gone to the loo. All Dan had seen is, is, is Parsons st- st- stood over us <laughs> chatting. When he came back from the toilet, all he could see was Parsons going, Shit, piss ass, fuck, come <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> just, Which is Nicholas explaining the litany of swear words. <laughs> Dan just thought, what have they done? They've offended him so quickly. <laughs> He's so upset with them. He said it's the funniest thing in the world, just passing leaning over us. And us two, like, on, on a cage at least four foot down, just looking at him. <laughs> and going, shit ass! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, There's there a, an apocryphal story, which I'm not sure it's true, which you probably both know, which is a B, one of those uh, BBC talent party for, like, radio people, which I've been lucky enough to <laughs> attend, um, mm. where two people talk about sort of famous comedians. And they talk right. about Richard, Richard Pryor, and sort of Richard Pryor, who, from what I understand, grew up in sort of a brothel um, yes, and yeah. sort of had substance abuse issues from from when he was very young and mm, set himself yeah. on fire with a speedball. Anyway, he, uh, Parsons took all this in and was like, and then moved away. And later on, somebody heard him saying to his wife, you'll never guess what I've just heard about Richard Briers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to believe that's true. I want to uh, believe that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rule of three. We're people who make funny stuff. Talk about something funny that they love. Because I remember as a kid thinking that's a really good old-fashioned gag, but it's also nasty. The actual VHS, this is clearly sufficiently important to me that this went to house moves as well. There is that, that joy and that slight fear as well about who's going to say what. Everything from airplane to bottom. From when Harry met Sally to the Muppets. Trying is good. Aiming high is good. Being ridiculous and not being afraid of failure is is good. I think that joke is so fucking funny. Again, I just think this is hysterical. It's beautiful stuff. Rule of three from Great Big Owl. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we're also introduced. Mm. (laughs) Um, We're also introduced to uh, Phyllis and Jean. Jean yeah. Phyllis. Mm. Yes. Now, evacuees you... from London. Now, I believe evacuees from London were children, but these two. <laughs> are... 
are really not kiddies, are Early twenties, early twenties, if a day. Exactly, it's amazing. <laughs> you can imagine Mrs. Hard 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 or whatever she's called. Yeah. Poor Hardcastle saying, "Would you yeah. like some?" Uh, Poor would you like some? <laughs> I believe these evacuees are nineteen. <laughs> 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 the average age of these evacuees is <laughs> and they're heathens. But I can imagine her going up to me going, would you like some dandelion and burdock and a scone? And they're like, no, I'll have 20 Rothmans. <laughs> and a milk stout, please, you cow. <laughs> no wonder they're bored. Like, they're both in their, like, mid-30s and they've got nothing to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Gene and Phyllis, so obviously Gene and Phyllis, uh, they will both sort of take on this incredible... Um, uh, what's his name? Youth, we're youth. Yeah, they, they're youth ones, and they're going to look like Robert Smith later. Yeah, uh, which is all very exciting. But <laughs> for now, they just try to lure lure Ace to Maiden's Point. Mm. Yes. Well, actually, but um, is it just before or just after that where the Doctor says the first order of business because we're going on a brand new adventure mm-hmm. is Ace go to sleep. Hmm. <laughs> go to sleep, Ace. Yes. Bearing in mind they arrived in bright sunlight. I know, they've just arrived at the first order. Oh, let's have some kip. Is that he's kind of ominously inspecting the bunk beds? Yes, yeah. Yes. Really weird bit of direction. He's kind of like looking at them like, oh. <laughs> oh, I wonder what's going on here. Oh, hello, hello. Yeah. I remember um, what happened with me and Nissa in one of these bunk beds. <laughs> yes, I wonder how many people have been bummed in here. <laughs> Filth, Jonathan. Filth. Sorry, sorry. Oh, but, well, it's interesting because like, I'd say... It probably, I mean, it's well noted. Ace and the Seventh Doctor are probably my favourite, one of my favourite companion Doctor um, duos. Like, I just think they see, have a very easy rapport together, which I quite quite enjoy. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. I think I think out of all, I, I, I would I would praise um, Joe and John Pertwee. Yes, yeah, but yeah. I do oh, okay. really love yeah. Ace and McCoy. This so, yeah. they work so well together. As far as a- we're like Ace, a McCoy. Ace G- Ace genuinely, though, gets to sort of like... I think this is sort of like weirdly Ace's blossoming into womanhood episode. Mm. Where, yes. Where at one point, she yeah. genuinely starts flirting and offering sex with someone. She falls in love with a Russian yeah. uh, soldier. And she says, I'm not she, a little girl. She's, I'm yeah. not a little girl anymore. She's mm. no longer sort of placated by the doctor sort of pinching her nose every time she does something cheeky. <laughs> and, well, and, we'll discuss and, the flirtation and, and scene. Said, yeah, mm. and no longer being put to bed and... This yeah. is her sort of like actually I'm becoming a woman now and I'm and also you know she gets furious with him. Um Yeah, rightly so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. of course. Really <laughs> feels like, oh fucking dare you yeah. use me as a fucking pawn chess piece in your emotional fucking games. Yeah. Like, How dare you? So she's got a beautiful story arcade. Instead of just constantly going, Cool, wicked. <laughs> Mega. Mega, um, you know, radical. We're now in the era of the the Sylvester McCoy brown jacket. Yeah, um, very yes. different from the the time and the Rani Sylvester McCoy that we yeah. met. Yes. Um, almost a completely different character, one could argue. Yes, mm. yes, because time and the Rani has basically been dipped in glue and rode around hundreds of thousands. <laughs> yeah, whereas, yeah. Whereas, whereas now, <laughs> someone someone's put a fucking anorak on him and went, yeah. just cover, cover, yeah. "Cover that shit up for a bit." Yeah, he's all and dark he's and brooding. Toned down again, isn't he? Mm. Mm. I love yeah. it. I think yeah. it's very yeah, exciting. I like it. It's, it's really nice to see him just slightly. And that's why it's down. all the more tragic that this is the last we got of it. Of course, he was. It yeah. was just finding its feet, and you sort yeah. of wondered, oh, were we? You know, as Andrew Cartmel says, he was going to like go back to Gallifrey and all this stuff. It was all mm. going to be very exciting. Mm. Um, but uh, instead, we're in a crypt, and they're deciphering some some old runes. Mm. 
Um, which is fine. I don't, which is I don't quite fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I, at this stage, I was a bit confused how the um, how the doctor Dinsdale had got down there, and then a bit later on, it pays off where you realise that his nurse Andrew <laughs> just basically pulls him out of the wheelchair and knocks him down, <laughs> yeah, yeah. down the stairs like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> but I like, amazing. I like yeah. this bit because it reminded me a little bit of that bit in Demons where they go in and they're looking at the inscriptions on the wall. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's lovely right. standard yeah. Doctor Who stuff. Yeah. It's a um, mysterious thing that needs to be investigated by a local expert. It's how to yeah. do. It's how to do the Earth stuff properly. I think when you make it a yeah. bit um, occultish. Definitely. Yeah. Because yeah, this, if this was just a straight up World War Two story, it mm. would. Yeah, it would be pretty dull. I think. Yeah. Oh my god! It's so much more than that. Because because initially when I watched it blind, I was like, oh the Germans are. Oh no, they're not Germans. They're Russians. Mm. And yeah. so they're trying to stop the Germans with an Enigma code, and the Russians are in it. Oh my mm. god! There's so much going on in this. Mm. It's brilliant. But um, but then they're going to send the, the the ultimate machine, which I'm assuming is the Enigma machine, in mm. by another name to the yeah. Kremlin, and then they're going to. I I couldn't quite get my head around the that bit. Well, this um, is this is the weird. Um, what's the character called? The um the the major guy. Uh, is he? Because you get you get an amazing scene with him. Yeah, the guy who might be the lover of um. Oh, Millington. <laughs> Millington. 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 Yeah. Because you mm. get a little, you get a little clip of him, and you think, oh god, he's a Nazi, because he's sat in a in a replica of a mm. Berlin office, and he's even got a Hitler haircut and a yeah, yeah. slight <laughs> Hitler tash, and you think, oh my god, so there's so the Nazis are already in England, and there's Russians there, and the doctors there, and yeah. there's a Viking curse going. And also, Ace this is, is like too mad. Ace is <laughs> like, oh, there's a swastika on the wall, a picture of Hitler. That's a bit weird. And doctor's like, oh no no no, he's just getting to know his. Enemy, and I'm thinking these days that would be perfectly normal. Yeah, <laughs> perfectly very rational. rational. Yeah, he's yeah. just trying to think the way the Nazis think. Yeah, why, why is he killing that man? He's just trying to think the way that yeah. a murderer he's thinks. To get nice. into their shoes. Mm. Wow, it's amazing. I mm. love all that. That's just really spooky mm. and a bit odd. Mm. I do like when Sylvester McCoy points at a picture of Hitler and goes, "Awful man." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's not quite awful, so... bloody man. Oh, bloody hell! And also, oh. if you look when they pan to the picture of Hitler, right next to it is a picture of Michael Grade. <laughs> that's what he's talking about yeah exactly <laughs> and the fellow with the moustache is terrible too <laughs> A4 picture of Michael Gray that they've yes. got to do awful man yeah oh, awful what, man. what I absolutely love love ju- just after we've seen the Nazi regalia scene because mm. that's not set into context until the Doctor finally goes oh no he's just trying to get into the shoes yeah. of a Nazi yeah. before that you've got the Doctor wandering around a grave uh, uh going oh, around yeah. a graveyard mm. and he notices some subsidence mm. and he notices the grave and the grave I'm sure that the whoever put that whoever etched that onto the grave yeah. mm. decided to use the font of Comic Sans yeah <laughs> that's not good it's not the good. only way to really remember people that have gone isn't it definitely it's the wonderful <laughs> font of Comic Sans <laughs> he says it's either some subsidence or mm. someone's been at the communion wine yeah since oh. the great, but that was—I thought that was quite nice. A little bit of oh. a bit of humour from the old mm. uh, McCoy there, yeah. um, and uh, and then of course they. So that basically one that one problem with this is that where people are is from scene to scene. There's no continuity about where where people are. I think it's because it all got chopped up to make it make it fit basically. So yeah, you've got pe- five different locations all running at one minute each. Yeah, 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 exactly. What? Hang on, who, what, you've got the Russians <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. You've got the code breakers, you've got the uh, ultimate machine, you've got the crypt, you've got the church, mm. you've got the beach, and, every, and it's all a lot of to and fro. You've got the ladies, yeah. um, the women auxiliary ladies. Yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a baby. A, there's a baby. Yeah. Baby. A baby. Who, I love how Ace is like, I hate it. 
Like that is she has yeah, no tact whatsoever. Yeah. Does she? That's, yeah. But that's such a beautiful thing in episode one to go. I hate it, and then oh. for the payoff later, you go, Oh, oh. my fucking word! Oh. That's brilliant. yeah. It was Hitler. It was Hitler all along. <laughs> Baby Hitler. She should have killed it. The ultimate quandary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, <laughs> and they keep on calling her a baby doll. Yeah. Don't be such a baby doll. Oh, yeah. Don't be such a baby doll. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> one of um, one of Jean and Phyllis. I think it's Jean, mm. Joanne Kenny. Yes, oh, she was in Grange Hill. She was, well, and um, she is now sadly passed away. She oh, she passed no. away very young, didn't she? Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I I mean, I'd say actually, well, they are given. They're obviously sort of sort of miscast age-wise, but they are yeah. very good. I mm. think they are. They are good. Sort of... Yeah, one one's particularly better than the other. The blonde one is better than the dark-haired one. Yeah. Um, or yeah. the dark-haired one's better than the blonde. <laughs> Whichever way it is. Whichever you decide is right. Mm. I just like the make me look like Lana Turner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's lovely. That isn't it's it? Very fun. Also, um, did you notice Ace um, when she's because she puts her leather jacket on occasionally when she's yes. in trouble? Oh yeah, she's got a blue Peter badge. Mm. Yes, mm. that's brilliant. Is Sophie Aldred's? Doesn't actually that's Sophie Aldred's? That is badge. Sophie Aldred's. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm. That's lovely. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so, yeah, so you've got five or six to throw from from for far, 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 and then finally the first episode ends with the Doctor surrounded by Russians. Yes, yeah, mm. so back where he was at the start. Yeah. Um, and then they, they take the Doctor to one of the, the Russian soldiers who's sort of all drained. He's, is he, he's not dead, is he? He's just drained of blood, and he's sort of mm. talking about having seen things. sort of things. seeing things and going... Yes. Mm. He's got a bit of a scratch on his face as well. Yes. yes, the yeah. cursory three claw scratch. <laughs> it's compulsory. I'll scratch yeah. your eyes out. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Get away with you. At, are you looking at my home at all? <laughs> <laughs> and as because as he's. Um, Leave because... it, he's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> because McCoy's able to do that thing where he just sort of goes. Uh, looks into their eyes for a bit and then goes right and then just walks off because yeah, he, yeah. he can get anyone's sort of um, confidence very very easily. Yeah, um, well, he, he does a little bit where one of the um, one of the Russian guys is slightly delirious and he just puts his hand on his head and he just falls unconscious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of them question it. It's amazing. He downloads mm. the script to Dragonfire to his head. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, if you think this is weird, <laughs> tell them the Bannerman <laughs> puts, puts his hand on his head and he just gets all of that. Yeah. Oh, imagine if Mel had been in this uh, in oh, Curse of Fenric. Every cliffhanger would have been her going, ah! <laughs> I would like to think that if Mel was in it at one point, any of the cast, and I don't mm. care who it was, any of them will pick her up and skim her like a fucking stone across the bay. Yeah. <laughs> just I mean, see her chop, chop, chopping along the waves as she goes far out to sea. At the end, when uh, when the Seventh Doctor has to kind of insult her, like to make her lose her faith, he would just he could do that for hours. He could he'd just be there going, "You're annoying." I hate your oh hair. my god! It would be the first Doctor Who gag where it would go cut to three hours later. Yeah, yeah. Still going. He's Doctor, still going. Doctor Fenric's dead. He died like he died half an hour ago. <laughs> Just when she was singing Animal Crackers in my soup. Fifteenth time. <laughs> what I love Ooh. about when, when we get into episode two and the doctor goes, Don't worry, everything's fine, and the Russians go, Oh, fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They go they go down to the crypt and there's poison on tap. Mm. Yes, they've got poison. It's like it's like a bar though. It's like a bar mm-hmm. of poison. Like you could just pull a pint of poison. <laughs> it's like something you'd see in Shoreditch. 
It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very, so is that they're just like getting that from the sea, right? Because of all the just fresh from the sea. Yeah, very nice. Sea fresh, sea fresh poison. Um, and then you get oh Parsons doing his absolute um, scene stealer here oh. when he's doing his uh, sermon. Brilliant to no one. Yeah. To no one. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of practicing, isn't he? But again, yeah. Parsons get this again has this brilliant thing about I've lost my faith. I don't mm. give a fuck yeah. anymore. That's <laughs> so I think that's one of where the extended and the um the sort of episodic uh, one deviate because I think we get mm. a bit more in the extended one. I think we get him sort of properly oh, do you? Yeah. Where he's like unable to is it the greatest of these is love and he can't say love and it's eating him up inside. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Mm. Mm. And then he's saying, live from... Norwich. La- <laughs> <laughs> it's so the century. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, it's, sorry. It's give us a who! <laughs> <laughs> that um, would be great, wow. by the way. Give us a clue with all the Doctor Who's. Oh, the guys. That'd be amazing. You could, you could do that and you could record ten episodes in one day because you've got more than three aside. Mm. Mind yeah. you, the round of Mornington Crescent would go on a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us. Right, yeah. Loss. Um, okay. <laughs> you have John Pertwee. John Pertwee saying, and a, a yeti sitting on a loo in Tooting Black. Um, <laughs> that's what he's fond of doing. <laughs> so yeah, they find all the thing, and then um, uh, so then Miss Miss Hardacre chastises the girls. Yes, we're yes, going to Maiden's yes. point. We're going to Maiden's point. So she yes. murdered. So she later gets absolutely murdered in that way where she they just lean over her for a mm. bit and sort of get in her grill. This is the way you get murdered in the Curse of Fenric is you yeah. get a group of people to lean over you. Yeah, yeah. And waggle and then, their hands with jazz hands yeah. and, and stick and on then, nails. Then you yeah. die, die and die and die. Mm. So and this... then we get a lovely bit of live dove killing. Only on the Ooh. BBC. <laughs> live dove killing now. Wow, Lots of fun. that's horrible. <laughs> it's, that is properly grim, isn't it, for kids' mm. TV? Really grim. Mm. And the Doctor goes, no, don't, because he's like, because he likes all living creatures. Of I mean, so he's watched The Lighthouse. Ch- yeah. <laughs> every child the in the window world... window change! Every child <laughs> in the world, a dove just represents a magician in some way. Like, yeah. Let's watch all your dreams being poisoned. <laughs> There's a lot of parents around the country had to sort of lean over to their kids and go, don't worry, it's just a Glade plug-in. They're going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Don't worry, it's fine. Don't cry um, over the dead dove. Carry on and eat your grouse. Yeah. (laughs) They actually say, why are you still up? It's eight o'clock at night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's half ten because Michael Gray hates this CD show. (laughs) Mimo, after live dove killing, Commodore Millington, whatever he's called, Mm -hmm. um, appears to have gone quite quite mad. Mm. I'm afraid so. he is drawing earthenware pots and demanding that all of his troops d- destroy any chess sets that happen mm. to be lying around. Mm. <laughs> I don't I... understand this, I'll be honest. No, I've watched I this don't. a few times, so I'm like, what? What? He does, does he know about the Doctor's challenge to... Um... I, think it, I think that must be a precursor that somehow he knows, yeah, but I don't mm. know how he would know this. <laughs> no, no, I have absolutely no idea. And so it's all the, all the sort of communication equipment and all the chess sets. Mm. Very strange. That have to be burned. Um, and then after poor old Mrs. Hardacre is mm. murdered by East End scum, yeah. <laughs> the doctor finally meets um, the, the two girls and a couple of cohorts, and they all approach. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and he basically tells the vampires to jog on. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Oh, and they do. 
And they, they do. do. Hmm. He just goes, go, go. Hmm. Apparently, according to someone that, because he, he mutters something to sort of oh, keep, yeah. keep his own yes. faith. And apparently someone said that um, what he's actually uttering is the name of some of the former companions he used to have. That's correct. That is correct. Yeah. Which is lovely. Oh, it's so nice. It's, I, I want to know Susan if he missed... And... Hmm. Oh, that's brilliant. There's actually a moment when... Uh, Obviously, see... he never mentions fucking Jamie. <laughs> and there is a moment when he, uh, when the hemophores sort of, he doesn't have any faith, and the hemophores are breaking through, and that yes. is when he's saying Mel uh, for a second. <laughs> I guess mm, mm. it's Achilles' heel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adric. <laughs> Fucking hell! If you said Adric, it would be. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> be a two-parter, and Doctor Who will not return. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just busy thinking about. It. Yeah, the last time he thought about Adric was just as he was regenerating, and he um, mm. he basically died. That was awful. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, so all the all the, we're heading into episode uh, episode three, mm. um, and all of the radio stuff has been destroyed. Uh, thank goodness. Um, and uh, and and so we, we lots of Kathleen Dublin stuff. Now the actress who does Kathleen Dublin, I think, is brilliant. Oh. Yes. Um, I think she does a great performance. She's only in like four scenes, but I think they're all great. Mm. Um, what have I got written down here? The, oh, the thing, the thing that I really want to explain to me is how they've linked the Ultima, Ultima machine up to a vial of the poison. Yeah. It... How does how does that work in the also, realms of science? Yes, also, we'll very just visible. This machine up to some liquid poison. Well, in the special <laughs> edition. Mm. They explain it because they go to a, a secret room and Wilf London's in there. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> With Dr. Heinz Wolf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they explain it. They do. Mm. They, he's got this like yeah. he's got this log machine, you know, like a candle makes a chicken lay an egg. Ah, oh, <laughs> right. a spoon. But then, but then, but then the presenter of that segment loses faith, starts talking about religion, and they all start going. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> right. They can't cope. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Is it That's in fine. the is it in the edit the Brickbox edit where they say that the words to make it to make it detonate is the word love? Love, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's... They, they they do mention that. Yeah, yeah. that's all. Oh, that's nasty, isn't it? Oh, that's Ooh. mean, isn't it? Mm. That's literally a pissing on the dying embers of the sixties love power movement, isn't it? It really is. How dare you? <laughs> but I have to say, there's a moment. Why does McCoy always think he has to put in a visual trip gag? He oh. does this so many times. <laughs> and in yeah. this one, he does a comedy prop fall. He yeah. drops a box Love it. Yeah. on his foot, but that box misses. <laughs> but he's too far down the acting tunnel. So <laughs> he, so he, he just... will not stop. Definitely. So he reacts to something missing his foot. Oh! I mean, this is an episode that you could do without that. In terms you of could tone. Do, but, yeah, you could do. Yeah. Because mm. weirdly, ep- episode three is the most action episode I've ever seen mm. in Doctor Who. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Stop killing a war. It's yeah. <laughs> um, definitely, McCoy's the kind of guy who, when he, he lets a, um, a tape roll, a tape measure sort of whip back, he'll pretend it's hurt his thumb, even yes. if it hasn't. That yeah, is like... Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's all sad business. You've also got yeah. underwater photography in this. Yeah. Like Jaws. You can set up people's skirts and everything. <laughs> well, you've got that and you've got a GoPro. You've got sort of GoPro yeah, stuff yes. as well and she's climbing down the rope. So it's, there's some... Mm. There's some but this leads me to one of my biggest sort of sadnesses about The Curse of Emery, which is imagine if it was like... Because it was all filmed on location. And imagine mm. if it was like Spearhead from Space and it was all on film. Mm. Wouldn't that look so yeah. much better? Wouldn't yeah, that everything yeah, yeah. just work better? Um, it's know. a real shame. It's a real shame because you think the episode after this is survival. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's your lot. Ooh. 
But do you know what? Part three of Curse of Fenric, it rollicks on like crazy. Mm. It's yeah, just endless it leaping, fighting, going up and down. I love the fact that Ace takes her ladder, ladder out from Dragonfire, goes all the way down to a turret, and then has to climb mm. all the way back up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts climbing up absolutely again. Absolutely brilliant. Mm. Uh, love it. You, you, you get the church invasion where suddenly all of the uh, thingy vores turn up. Anti maskers. Uh, <laughs> one of them grabs Ace's tit. Mm, it does. I know. Yeah, that yeah. is an extra sort of uh, yeah, mate taking advantage of his situation right there. Saucy, Surprised he hasn't been me tooed. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite bit of that in the church is when they say, "Oh, it always it always gets wet when it's raining and there's an east wind," and then the doctor's like, yeah. "But it's not raining and there's a west wind." And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> "We get it, guys. We get it. It's weird. There's water there." Yeah. Also, th- there's there's genuinely bits in this where mm. they've clearly thought, "Oh God, it's never going to stop raining. We'll have to just do the scene." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit race and the Doctor are talking under an umbrella. Yeah. And the microphone's picking up every pitter-patter on that umbrella. <laughs> yeah, And it sounds so grim and British. And you're just like, oh, oh yeah. I feel so sorry for you. Don't that's, they have a... that's, that's, that's the scene literally just after they're about to be shot. Mm. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. That and scene. They go, oh, we've n- narrowly missed being shot because of Russian invasion. Yeah. So they immediately yeah. sit next to the melee. Under an umbrella. <laughs> they are chucking in everything at that point. The, the yeah. fact that she screams, Mum, I'm sorry. And it's just like, there, it's just drama, drama, drama. There's so much going on. You've got bloody vampires ram, um, rampaging the church and the grounds. You've got mm. the yep. Russians invading, the British fighting back. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Grim. Parsons gets eaten. Parsons gets eaten, <laughs> finally. Because Parsons he's lost his finally. faith. And, mm. um, yeah. and again, this is very John Carpenter's The Fog, because, you know... Ah, all, yeah, all these yeah. things come out of the mist and um, attack him and you've got as well this is the episode where Ace does she starts doing this thing a lot more which is she'll say a normal sentence and then looking off into the middle distance and say mm. something weird so she'll like oh I, I never thought I'd have children and then she looks into the middle distance like but now I'm not so sure yeah. you're like yeah. oh they're doing proper drama in Doctor Who this is this is interesting have you seen Ace the rough get, lot Ace in Perivale gets... Ace gets, Ace gets hornier and hornier throughout. <laughs> right. Should we finally should we tackle mm. Ace's well, it's, flirty, it's flirty scene? She decides yeah. she's going to help the Doctor by doing a bit of Southern style poking. Mm. <laughs> a little bit of flirting. Mm. Yeah. A little bit of flirting. Now, I, I, I think flirting's you know always fun to watch on TV. It's fun to watch people sort of flirting and dancing with each other. Uh, this. I don't know what's happening in this scene, I'll be honest. Nobody no. knows what's happening. At least of all the poor man who's being flirted at. <laughs> yeah. He's getting like... 7,000 mixed signals. And just yeah. Do I carry on doing my job and fighting this war that's erupted? Or do yeah. I go and have a quick knee trembler around the back? Is that, is that, what's, is that what's on offer? Is the end up, Isn't there a bit where she he sort of goes, you promised! <laughs> like, yeah, and you're, <laughs> and you're like, no, she didn't. And she's like, no, I didn't. I'll just, just leave you on, don't you know? Hmm. Is he making all the right moves? <laughs> that, that's her first question, and he's never like, "Who do? What do you mean? What? What that's do you actually?" Bizarre. There's a wind whipping up. I can feel it under my clothes. It's all very, it's all very oh. elliptical, and at no point do you sort of think this has been overwritten. I think is the problem with it. Hmm. Possibly, but I have to say, she because it's weird because she delivers all this sort of semi-flirtatious thing by sort of casually hanging around the entrance to some barn, and it's just hmm. a tight shot of her face where she's going. Mm. And then, oh no! Hang on! Oh, horrible! <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. It's very letter, letter to Brezhnev. It yes. is a bit, yeah. yeah. And then when... she immediately transfers her lust to the um, head Russian. Guy. Oh, Sorin! Yeah, Sorin. Yeah. Suddenly, yeah, it's like they're swapping stuff. 
I mean, fair enough. He's a he's a he's a good looking chap. Yeah. I'm surprised she could say his name properly. <laughs> sovereign is always the hardest word to say. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Imagine fucking McCoy having a go on it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant his penis. I thought that would be a... out of the way, eh? Yeah. <laughs> right, get it out. Uh, he calls that his sovereign wood. Meanwhile, Poro Dr. Confuser Wheelchair gets electrocuted. <laughs> oh no, that's the end of him. Mm. The oh, he's gone. killed him because it's been filled with too much Viking information. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, whatever, or poison or whatever. Whatever's happened on. in the whatever's ultimate machine. Mm, I mean, yeah. bearing in mind there's, there's, a, um, there's a whole cliffhanger, which is just um, them trying to stop the ultimate machine and someone going, you can't do that. And that is a whole cliffhanger. Well, I yep. was going to say, I had in my notes that um, this <clears throat> the this four-parter, the, the parts <clears throat> one, two, and three, do suffer from the most boring cliffhangers ever. <laughs> they really do. The first one is, you've been caught. Yes. But they yeah. don't say, shoot. They just go, you've been caught. Hmm. Yeah. Send <laughs> okay. yeah. your video Fine. in. 250 quid a go. <laughs> Bizarre. And then number and, two and, is and the, you're too late. The ultimate machine cannot be stopped. Yeah, all right. But but there's been no threat threaded into that yet. So that's no. <laughs> and, and then, then the third, third one is third one. Finally, you get a little bit because the doctor stands up and he's all yellow-eyed and mad, and you go, yeah. oh, okay, that's good. That's a good cliffhanger. And he calls him a time lord. Mm. You're like, yes, hang on, hang on. Oh, that's mm. fun. Yeah. So then, then we crash into episode four, mm. um, which, uh, if anything, is like because this this is already a problem with people are sometimes in the sewers. They're sometimes, and this one is just I can. Everyone's everywhere. It doesn't is, really matter. This is amazing. Is this, the, a, this is like the most death heavy who I've seen Ooh. in a very long time. We've got bloodletting, shooting, electrocution, yeah. mind melting, grenade throwing, poisoning, mm. animal cruelty. We never find out what happens to Dinsdale Lanson's body, do we? That's right. just like stuffed in a toilet somewhere. Mm. Bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> also, th- we get the lead Hammerfall, who looks like a really depressed octopus. <laughs> uh, I, He's I constantly wrote, looking like. Uh, it's amazing, okay. isn't it? They summon the blue bollocked barnacle from the Baltic Sea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your blue bollock barnacle. From the sea. <laughs> He's amazing. He's literally like a like a Bernard Breslau of uh, what do you want me to do? His whole face is. It looks like someone's going to say quick we must do something or the doctor will you know destroy our entire race of people and he's gonna go mm. oh, you think that's bad <laughs> I, do, I do like his lovely gills though yeah he's got got nice very, very gills. rarely do you have um like a creature affected doctor who where any of the face can move hmm. yes it's really yeah. nice the fact you see his gills moving up and down hmm. but he's just a useless sort of um henchman isn't he hmm. yeah he doesn't really do anything and like on the vhs of um of the curse of fenric he's like obviously because he's like the monster in inverted commas he's got star billy in the kind of illustration on yes. the front so i was hmm. like oh amazing that's fenric hmm. you know, oh no fenric's just right. like a, a, some some evil that goes into people and makes their eyes yellow some evil 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 since the dawn of time there's another james yes. cameron connection to this film Oh yeah, this film, this uh, episode—it <laughs> is um, very filmic. You are correct. I, think, I reckon uh, you're going to mention John Stunter Ranger. Yes, I am. Mm. You are. Yeah, tip, With the tipping. best name in the world, Tip Tipping. Mm. Yeah, he was one yes. of the colonial marines and aliens. He was a stuntman. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And he, and he, he was he, in Indiana Jones. He was in Indiana Jones. He's in everything. Yeah. And he sadly died in a parachute 
Accident. Age of 34. Yeah. No. Yeah. Filming a BBC show called 999. How yes. ironic. Yes. And his parachute oh, malfunctioned. Yeah. He died with, at the age of 34. With Michael Burke? Michael Burke. Yeah. Michael yeah. Burke. <laughs> he thought it was just an ordinary day. And then what he, a Burke. And then he called 996. Sorry, <laughs> Michael, we're going to have to <laughs> do that again. <laughs> Hair on the gate? No. <laughs> But that is just the most amazing name, Tip Tipping. Tip Tipping. <laughs> tipping. Yeah. That is brilliant. Yeah, you Weezy see him in Aliens quite a few times. With John Johnning. Yeah. John Johnning. Paul Pauling. <laughs> I love the fact that they, well, I don't love the fact, but obviously there's a few people yeah, in this class who, who came to a, a sort of an, an early demise, and then you've got um, the curse of Fenric. The curse of Fenric. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've obviously got uh, Nicholas Parsons, who yeah. I, I think oh. outlived every other human. So that yeah. is... <laughs> who, may, who may have been a Time Lord. For yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> His TARDIS was Radio 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah there's just, a, just a, there's a weird bit of plot point now where um, Fenric, who's now taking over the uh, Professor, decides to sort of... Um, he tells... Is he just called the 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 deep one or what's what's the big the ancient one ancient the one. ancient one yeah. mm. to then kill everyone to kill the very people who are enabling him to take mm. control and this I did of, not understand no yeah he just sort of thinks a bit and then everyone and then all their skulls melt and you go oh yeah <laughs> why, okay. why would you do that you really seem to have the upper hand at this point yeah you could have like Ace was about to die like this was yeah. all working out so well for you this is all yeah. going really. Right your way, and you went. Now I'm going to kill everyone who's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because he's goes. miserable. He's like, oh fuck this. It's all gone wrong. <laughs> it's all gone tits up. Let's just not bother. Same year, yeah. same time next year, lads. <laughs> Very odd. Um, and he does that. And you feel sorry for the women who were who've only just become hemovores, who were the mm. women in the uh, doing all the the translations and the yes. interceptions yes. and stuff. Because they've been like hemovores for four seconds. They didn't even get to have much fun, did they? No. And suddenly you assume they're all all melty. But it doesn't look like much fun, does it? No. <laughs> well, it gets them out of that bloody room and that That's screaming true. kid, doesn't it? Mm. At least it's something to do. And Gene and Phyllis, all they do is talk about, he wants to come into the water with us. Mm. Oh, the water <laughs> is so nice in the water. He wants to put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> yeah, they, just, yeah. They, they do a lot, don't they? What, yeah, time, they is, a lot of that. what time is Barrymore turning up? Does anyone know? <laughs> <laughs> what time is love? <laughs> Jonathan Green. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the hot spot. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not Mel Tomé. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yes, um, you've got, you've literally got this point like hundreds of people who have either turned and, be, and been made into, and they yeah. all get killed. Half the Russians, in fact, there's one bit where the, the only Russian left goes, looks like it's just you and me, comrade. Mm. Yeah. Everyone has been killed in mm. this orgy of death. <laughs> Can I also <laughs> mention, then, while I think of it, mm. the music in this, which is fine. So it's, it's what love it. Absolutely yeah. love but it. But the bit I love the most is when they're walking into the air base yeah, mm. at the beginning, the naval base, and it just goes... <laughs> for no reason. Just in case you're unsure what time period you're in. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Ah, thanks for that. Yeah. I was really confused. I thought it was 1978. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the dum 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 dum. Yeah, dum, I don't dum, mind that. That's dum. fun. Yeah, it's quite good. And and then of course, so the doctor has set out the chessboard. He's found the chessboard, um, and he's he's got it to to reset um, 
Fenric, like a little tea time teaser mm. that he set him lots this of years is, ago. This is where it all falls down. This is where it genuinely all falls down. Is is I will beat because he explains to Ace that the world was cleft in two during the Big yep. Bang of the Universe. There was yeah. pure mm. evil, evil, and good, and then a little bit of evil stayed behind, and it wants to finish a game of chess with mm. me. Mm. Mm. Okay, yeah. all okay. right, and what, if you say so. <laughs> the Doctor's challenge basically comes down to that thing where it's like, the Doctor was his mother. Like, it's one of those like mm. yeah. little trick yeah. things. This, that, um, this is why I didn't like it, guys. Right. Because it felt like New Who. Interesting, oh. say more, say more on this. Well, it just felt like everything had to slot into place. And everything right. had to have a, a, a retcon under, undercurrent story that was previously not discussed ever. Okay, and it just maybe. Felt like, uh, oh, you knew Fenric years ago, right? But then, knew when you're saying this felt and, like new Who, I think this is the first example where they did it in the old Who. So to me, that's I'm fine with it because oh yeah, but I they... just mean that's why I didn't take to uh, it. Okay, because it reminded me of what they later did in New Who, where you know it turns out, spoiler alert, that Ace is her own. Um, yeah, Ace meets her mother and grandmother. Right. See, I love that. that. I thought that was amazing. And then you Mm. also find out that that they go, oh, the reason why you appeared in Dragonfire and the Time Storm is because the Doctor made sure that that happened. I kind of went, oh my God. And then Ace literally Mm. has an emotional breakdown, has a nervous breakdown. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't mind that so much, I must say. It's horrible. I did, when they said, oh, the chess set in Lady Painful study, I was like, that's great. But of course, because the Doctor looks at it in Silver Nemesis and goes, oh, this game's going rather badly. And I've genuinely, I've got slight chills thinking about that now, being like, oh, because I love the, I love what they did, what they were sort of heading to with, with Sylvester McCoy, which is mm. the sort of master manipulator. And actually it was all, you know, I, I, I find that stuff quite cool. Um, and that they do that a lot in the books. You sort of get a hint of it here. But then right. also it's quite confusing, and I, I wish they'd gone full new here with it, like Bad Wolf or something, and he'd sort of gone, here's the mystery, we'll solve it later. Um, yeah. Like yeah. that, rather than just sort of point at something and then go, that's weird, and then sort of assume that we'll, we'll find it later. Yeah, I, I mm. sort of forgive it that they that they introduce this sort of new, what, what we know sort of slightly loath about the new who is that oh the reason why this is sort of like the, the, I, I think the, the first time I'd ever seen that being done and to me it was all oh well that's really clever they're alluding to past episodes and trying to create a sort of slightly ham-fisted through line but I sort yeah, of didn't, yeah. didn't mind that and it gives Ace the first time to stop being a a little wayward errant child who likes to blow things up, which she does in this episode again, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she still manages to and, do it. And she suddenly, I think, genuinely blossoms into an adult and realises mm. that life is slightly not going to be as much fun with the Doctor, that he can do that to her. Yeah. And, he's very... and that's, that's pretty wow for, I think frankly, what's a bit of a... in 1989 for Doctor <laughs> What is a shame is that they, um, uh, I think they were meant to film, I think they, the way it was filmed is they were meant to do Curse of Fenric and then do Ghostlight. Right. So there's a bit in the Curse of yes. Fenric where she says, "Oh, I remember this old house in Perivale," and um, that is then seeding um, yes. what's going to happen yeah. later in Ghostlight. But actually, as it is, she's just remembering what happened in Ghostlight, right? Which is less impressive. She's going, "Oh yeah, do you remember last episode?" That and that is, that's less exciting than if she was like, "Oh, hang on, that was mentioned last week, and now we're here, and that's that's very cool." Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So she's just remembering so, it pissed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but there's that so lovely then, little bit where she's flirting with the guy and then she's thinking about what that could mean to her kissing and doing all lady things. And then she mm. starts thinking about time and where she's been and what she's done and just how pitiful life is. And mm. That's brilliant. She's given not much to do, but it's so... I just genuinely adore the progression of Ace in this episode <laughs> in, in particular. I love the bit where um, where he, she says, we're moving faster than light. Like, universally known as the fastest it's possible to go. Yeah. And then the guy's like, faster than the second hand on my watch. And you're yeah. like, yeah, mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she said, faster than light, you can work this out. Yeah. <laughs> and then she puts dynamite down his, down his pants and runs <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, she, she's back to normal. <laughs> Mega, good, yeah, good, wicked. I ain't got no mum and dad. I don't want no mum and dad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I might drop kick, drop kick that baby into a bonfire. <laughs> don't, don't do that, Ace. <laughs> if don't in episode four they all reverted to their original type, and then suddenly like McCoy was full playing the spoons and, and mixing up um, like aphorisms and stuff, like yeah. time and tide wait for no eggs. <laughs> 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 All fell apart. While he's warming his hands on a flaming baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if McCoy reverted right back to number one doctor, the first thing he would do when he sees that baby is stove its head in with a fucking rock. <laughs> That's exactly what he did in the first try to kill a native. Oh <laughs> what the God. fuck is that? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh Troughton. Uh, came from a cock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so many corpses to fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh Troughton. Uh, but there is a big explosion, isn't there? They have to jump over a sandbag. And they leap in yeah. perfect unison. It's beautiful. Mm. There's loads it's... of good explosions and um, things going off. It's so muddy. Up. And you just know, once they've got muddy, they're not going back to a nice trailer that's warmed or anything. They're going back to like, their, their legs yeah. are getting sponged down oh. and they're getting sent out again. You there's really a bit do they... know that once they've got mud down most of their costume, oh. you ain't getting a second take. Yeah, yeah. There is a bit where they come running out of the hut as it explodes, mm. and Ace falls over and brings the doctor down a bit with her, which obviously wasn't intentional because it was so muddy. And yeah. you see McCoy's hand go right flat into this thick mud. And <laughs> if you watch, he sits up and he just flicks the mud over her. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. Oh, that's Take that. It looks very unscripted, like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Because it's like four forty-five, and they know mm. we, we can be. I can be in the pub by by half five yeah. if we play this. Oh, I've got to have a shower now. Oh, mm. fantastic! I like yeah. to think that as he trips over into the mud and he forces his hand down, he's just seen the corpse of Mel coming slightly up to the top. <laughs> Get it further down, no <laughs> and you just see um, Terence Rigby as um, what's he called, Savlon Blix, just Savlon. running away with a shovel in his hand, <laughs> cackling. Oh, 100%. Mel died a half an hour after the doctor said goodbye to her. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Just after Literally. her insurance came through. Yeah. <laughs> so you have this weird sort of ace crisis of faith thing, which um, mm-hmm. enables her to... And this is the only bit that is really so appalling, because Poro, mm. Poro the Russian guy who she's fallen in love with, gets, gets taken over mm. by Fenric. Mm. Yeah. Fenric can't do a chess puzzle because the mind is too weak, yet the mind he's inhabiting is a professor. So surely oh, yeah. that's yeah. the perfect mind for him mm. to be in. But no, he goes into the young Russian guy, and then, and then, mm. and then the ancient one just sort of marches him backwards like a dance routine into a chamber, and then gases themselves. Mm. And that also, bit I just don't understand no, at all. I didn't get that. No. How it got to that point so quickly. Mm. Also, the solution is the two pieces work together. No, no, yeah, that's, that's not never, good enough. That's, you can never win a chess game like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> the two pieces are working together now and forming mm. a, a, a new world. What? what? Checkmate. And what, what are you talking about? What does that look like exactly? What is Fenric meant to say there? It's just a really... Mm. It's such a shame that it has such a... Last yeah. two minutes. You better it's if it was the curse shame. of Perry Fenwick. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mitchell. Yeah, Billy Mitchell. Of... <laughs> <laughs> That would be good, actually, because at the beginning, you could see Fenric taking off his pants and socks and running into the sea. Yeah. <laughs> where, coming out where, as a... where he would be absolutely fine and in his natural state. Yeah, he'd be fi- yeah absolutely fine. Hmm. Oh, there my goodness. Um... Now, Doctor, I didn't get what I am today. <laughs> <laughs> that, that CJ would be the... Um... Ed, well, you know, chap, chapping Gallifrey, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Here I am today by stealing a Type 3 TARDIS. Leonard Roster would have been an amazing doctor, wouldn't he? Mm. Oh, my God. Imagine he must have... He would have... He must have been approached at some point. He must I have. assume so. He would have been great, wouldn't Imagine he? Yeah, very Davidson. sorry I'm late there. <laughs> Battling the Telos. Imagine him in Black Orchid. Sort of oh, Davidson. Imagine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, horrible face. Horrible face that man's got. Horrible face. <laughs> oh, I won't do the charge to myself. Um, crack, crack, <laughs> cracked over my knee in World War I. <laughs> yeah, Ginzano. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'll just take a seat. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. oh, wow. That would have been amazing. But and then it's happened. Uh, and then as Nissa comes running out, he sees that hippopotamus. Boom, ba dum, ba dum, ba dum. Oh, yes, the obligatory mother in law shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm late, Nessa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Adric, you're still Adric, here. Adric, what are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, all this food free, is it? Lovely, lovely. Adric, have you seen Vienna? <laughs> <laughs> Should have oh, happened. Dear. But apart from the slightly <laughs> last two-minute yeah. ending. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But you also Ace get Ace re- doing that dive. That is incredible. Oh. That's lovely, though. Ace and the Doctor explains, I'm so sorry I had to do that. I had to mm. break the connection. Mm. I had to be really horrible to you. Yeah. And again, he goes, you know, and the fact that you've now wanted to have sex with at least two different men. Mm. <laughs> Will a little nose pinch do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I'm so fucking hot and bothered, Doctor, I'm going to have to go and cool off. <laughs> now we know what he means by the tea's getting cold. Yeah. <laughs> so she leaps into the sea. Yeah. What I like is that, that Sophie Aldred has just, I think, when was was Battlefield um, two two stories before? Yeah, so it's Battlefield, yeah. then Ghostlight, then Curse In Battlefield, oh, Sophie Aldred almost died in a water stunt when mm. that, that chamber is filling up with water, mm, for yeah. real. And then so what she... In the script, when she says she's afraid of water, that, that is <laughs> genuine. <laughs> that is just real, yeah, yeah. There's, then... there's a bit in the documentary where you see her prepping for the stunt to die in the water. <laughs> Yeah, and really? it doesn't look safe at all. It's like no. when the when the tide's out, it's just jagged rocks, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then the tide comes in briefly. She dives in, and it it looks not great. She says just before she does it, um, mm. "If I die, my brother can have my car." Wow. Yeah. Mm. And you like, can always tell when uh, things are a bit dodgy when the entire production unit on location are doing the sign of the cross. Yeah, 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 yeah. John okay. Nathan Turner turned up with one on an umbrella. <laughs> 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 it was yeah that like I really felt for her there because that does not look safe at all no mm. and she comes out and obviously it's fucking February as usual and it's yeah. freezing and she mm. has to walk straight out of the sea and go I'm not s- 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 scared anymore doc mm. yeah a couple of limpets on her face and <laughs> <laughs> now watch me cave my own head in <laughs> 
Then the doctor says, dangerous undercurrents, not anymore. Oh. And then the doctor says, yet. Mm. Like as a Russian Ooh. joke. Loch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good be, banter. Because, because there is that massive side on the beach that's the biggest yeah. side I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's proper like BBC props to Barbara. It's bigger, than, it's bigger a, than the cliff. It says danger, <laughs> hanging plot lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danger, Michael Grade. <laughs> yeah. I love it when um, she says, by the way, it's dangerous. And then she just points to that sign immediately behind yeah. her. that just says yeah. dangerous in yeah. massive letters. In case you weren't paying attention, yeah. people. Yeah. I know. And then they hop, skip away. Mm. They hop, skip it away, and that's the end of the Curse of Fenric. So, uh... what are people's thoughts on the Curse of Fenric? Mm. Well, you ha- well, gosh, I loved it. I really loved it. I think it's. I, I, I think it's strong. I think really it's scary. It. Properly scary. It's genuinely scary. There's so many brilliant little through plot lines. You got mm. you got the Colonel who's pretending to be a Nazi. And then you think, oh, he's a goodie. And then you find out, no, he's not a goodie. Because after the war, they defeat the Germans. He's going to use the poison to kill the Russians anyway, just in yes. case they ever make a move. Hmm. Yeah. Poor old Ace facing up to the fact with her mother f- issues, confronting her yeah. own mother as a child. Who apparently has never met her grandma. Loses his own, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. yeah. Loses, loses his own faith, regains it, and then gets killed anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's just so much going on in it. And, um, and, and the doctor, wheelchair-bound, being sort of maltreated by his nurse who gets his revenge then turns into pure evil mm. <laughs> so, so much joy going on and then unremitting fighting and action which for Doctor Who is like this is great for four episodes it's it, stuff. it didn't feel flat to me at all whereas um, sometimes when I go four parter mm. I didn't yeah. mind it. I, di- I like the fact that this was a four parter apparently it was going to be a five parter but they went no 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 we must trim this down hmm. it's so rare but I think it's I think it's a Doctor Who story that needs to be longer and I don't say that yeah. about hardly any Doctor Who stories they all could do with at least exactly. an episode last yeah. you yeah. have never said I wish there was another episode yeah. <laughs> because I know there's a lot of running around which is often what they do in Doctor Who but it, mm. it all serves a purpose in this they're all going to places they need to go and hmm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you've got so many characters who are well rounded and even if they're very brief and meet a grisly end. They meet a grisly end for a reason, and and mm-hmm. that's like really good fun. And yeah. um, for once, the companion has like a major story arc, which is lovely to have in who. But as so a I counterpoint, <laughs> as a counterpoint, John, what was your take on it? I mean, I enjoyed it, but I just found it too convoluted. Right. Um, right. Too a bit all over the place. It may be because I watched the longer version. Right. right. Interesting. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It just it felt. I don't know, it didn't feel complete to me. I think it's a symptom of this series. Like, survival suffers a bit from that as well. Yeah. Um, and things like um, quite, Battlefield. Quite frankly, John, this is a walk in the fucking park compared to some McCoy episodes that we made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. When we do... when we, I mean, people mention this it on Twitter, I saw. walk in the park. People oh. have mentioned doing Ghost Light, and I think that if we do Ghost Light, that'll need to be maybe a whole, like, five-parter on Ghost Light so we can try and understand what's going on. Mm. Yes. Yeah, because um, Ghostlight needs to either be one one episode or fifty. There's no yeah. in between. Or with that. never made. Yeah, <laughs> I think this needs might be that. I yeah. think this episode made me realise because when we started this process, yeah, McCoy from my childhood was one of my favourites. I think having watched so many good ones, mm. when you go back to this, I don't know. I just get that feeling of oh, I don't like these as much as the earlier ones. So you want really them to be a bit more of... fun. Yes. Right. Yeah. When, when you think when you compare you mean, this yeah. to something like the Time Warrior, or even things like um, 
well, we did it before, but we lost it. Something like Stones of Blood or something like that. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This just feels really, really out, all over the out place. Out there, batshit mm. mental. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. But mm. I kind of, uh, this is the only one that I go, oh, they've grounded it in something and they've followed it through in a weird way and everyone has their own agenda and it all pays off or it doesn't. And they've sort of tied up loose ends and I kind of like that. Whereas a lot of Doctor Who is... I'm the villain and I'm going to open a hole to another dimension. Oh, you fucking... <laughs> the end. And, you go, oh, okay. yeah. and that but happens I, like almost every episode. But that like, being oh, said, yeah. I did like yeah. the combination of World War Two and the occult and monsters. Yeah, and it's yes. got all that Nazi occult sort of stuff mm. that people often allude to. And um, yeah. I think yeah. the production values for what they had is really good. Yeah. Um, they really mm-hmm. use their sets well. It's all proper. Like they're not filming in any studio, or very rarely, I think. Um, yeah, I think great. this is almost all on location. I think they, they location, did the whole thing. It, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, um, which is really a good. shame why they didn't go full spearhead from space and just yeah make it all grainy and gorgeous yeah. and, and filmy. And you know, I mean, if you sort of go well, you know, let's compare what we've talked about before with McCoy, which is Time of the Rani, <laughs> <laughs> Dragonfire, the Bannum, Dragonfire. Dragonfire. For fuck's sake. And we still and got hap- happiness patrol at some point. Happiness patrol. Oh, what is it? What are people's favorite? Like, I know we we very rarely do this, but we sort of sort of throw it throw our heads funny. But like, are there any favorite McCoys that people this have? Is, I think this is my favorite McCoy. I this think is your favorite McCoy. McCoy is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. genuinely, um, I love it. John, are you? Are you? What? What do you think hmm. is your? I really like um, the greatest show on the galaxy. Oh, do oh you? interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. really fun. Yeah. Is that is um, that because you're permanently drunk? Yeah, that's fine. As long as we've got a base <laughs> level, that's fine. I'd say, like, I love Curse of Femric. I would also say, I like something like Resurrection of the Daleks. Is a good balance of. Oh yes, that one. That's yeah, my favourite. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Fun Doctor, but also he's he's, he's the manipulator there, and he is oh. being he's sort of playing out events and things, and that's quite fun. And it's got Mister Bronson in it. <laughs> that's true. It's got Mister Bronson. Mm, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, and it was the you... first time you see a Dalek taking off as well. Yes, climbing yeah. the stairs. Yeah. Um, were there any correspondence about this story? There were not. <laughs> Mainly because I failed to advertise it. Yeah, when we do the next one, I'll advertise it properly. Fair enough. Um, well, I'll assume people either said it's too too confusing and there's too much going on, or mm. they liked it. That is usually <laughs> that is the, the split. It seems to be. Okay. Well. Mm. We need to score this out of a hundred of something, Tom, and that's that, that's down to you, sir. Hundred, a um, hundred um, baby, a uh, <laughs> hundred babies, a hundred babies. babies that are sent to Streatham. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, yeah. how many hundred babies that have sent that are being sent to Streatham <laughs> would you give this, Tom? Well, I I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I think it's one of the probably ones that got me into Doctor Who. Right. Uh, so I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna go um, 87. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a lovely number. Mm. Let's counterbalance that now. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan Rain. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go. What say you, the judges, live in Sweden? <laughs> I don't think it was awful. Yeah. Just, it just kind of left me a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. So okay. I'm gonna give it 65. 65. Respectable. Oh, mm. Respectable. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, okay, well, I'm definitely... Mu- <coughs> I'm literally hovering, hovering under Tom's underpass with scoring yeah. here. <laughs> because I genuinely love it, so I think it is my favourite McCoy. Mm. There's so much to love about it. 
apart from the last two minutes. But then, do you know what? Mm. That's fine, because sometimes I hate 40 minutes of Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Even though I'll go, well, sure, sure. watch it. I fucking mm. love it. But I, this is awful. This is awful. This is awful. Next episode, this is awful. This is awful. Oh, that was fun. This is awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many of these are there in the Green Death? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it an 80 because I genuinely Ooh, hello. loved wow. it. I thought wow. it was good fun. Good fun. So that is 232 babies on their way to Streatham uh, <laughs> to 33 old terrace, I think it is, that, that that baby's being sent to. Oh, someone telephone ahead. We've got 232 yeah. <laughs> babies on their way. <laughs> we ain't got room here, Connie. <laughs> Blimey. So that was the curse of Fenric. Mm. Wow. Um yeah, I can't. I couldn't tell from from sort of Twitter reaction whether people this is much loved or whether it's sort well, of. Well, I tell a lie. Well, I, I think it's quite liked actually. When yeah. I te- when I teased we were doing this episode a couple of oh, weeks yeah. ago, uh, there were a couple of comments, not necessarily right. correspondence. Sure, there were a couple of comments which I can go All through. All I keep hearing throughout this podcast is the sound of tearing. Is that one yeah. of you just taking your hair out? It's not me. Oh no, that's oh. right. Basically, that was my. <laughs> That was my notes. I was just going, done and done. Okay, done. I never want to think about the Curse of Fenric again. Let's hope they don't turn up in spitting image. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, some Tom of the comments... and you can't rip up your notes. You know what happened when we did three beautiful episodes and they got lost oh. in the ether. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, th- those are our Troughton... I ripped my notes up as well, and I was like, oh, go. Oh, no, yeah. Sorry, sorry, listeners, that is my fault. I hadn't quite mastered the Zoom recordings. It doesn't um, matter. So we've it's lost fine. some now. All we did was basically we found... We found a lost Troughton episode, that, and then we watched it and recorded it. <laughs> and then I got—I just deleted the Troughton episodes and <laughs> our podcast about it. But I'm sure no one will care about that. No now, one will so. care. No um, yeah. But when I when I teased this episode, yeah, mm. I got people saying. Tim Coleman, for instance, says, um, "I warn of the day when the earth shall fall asunder and all of heaven and earth too, and Weezing Pod shall return for their treasure, and then shall the dark evil rule eternally." <laughs> <laughs> which, um, which was also a clue in three, two, one. Mm. Yeah. Uh, is that Dusty Bin? It's Dusty Bin. Yeah. And what's it full of? Fenric. He, he was in the Happiness Patrol, of course. Um, <laughs> Mr. Ox says such a great story, a rare highlight in a very poor era. I yeah, disagree with that. I, I think it's a good story. I don't think it's a poor era, but we everyone, you know, that's what I love about Doctor Who. Lots uh, of different opinions. Will Crook I, says the scariest of them all. Still find it difficult to watch. Mm-hmm. There you go. I think I mean, weirdly, I sort of used to look at McCoy as, as a poor era, but only because when it was on, I was like at peak. I was like f- between fourteen and sixteen, and I was going, "Oh, this is just not for me anymore." This is just mm. stupid. yeah. Whereas then I revisit them now as an older, much not wiser gentleman, and go, oh, well, <laughs> "These were brilliant." But well, at, yeah. at the time when I saw them, I was growing out of it, going, "Oh, this is just too fucking stupid now." Yeah. <laughs> it Bertie, is difficult when you've got Basset monsters and God knows what and pink fucking uh, dogs running in sewers. I was just like, "Ah, this is shit now." Yeah, yeah. Which is no, a it's... tough call to make as a fourteen, fifteen-year-old who grew up adoring it. You, uh, as Parsons oh, says, I'm too, "I'm too cool for school." I've now become ace. It's like this is this is not wicked. You put away childish things. That is the uh, yes, Nicholas Parsons says. Go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All comes full circle. Doesn't it just? Mm. Is it, it, and so that was it. That was the curse of Fenric, guys. Um, we'll be back. Do we know what we're doing next? We'll. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, I do. But we, uh, we, we don't say. Do we not say? Do we'll we say off air. Do we then... say? Do we say? I mean, we could say. <gasps> Oh, well, we're going to do Megalos. Mm. I th- I'm excited. I think that... Am I right in thinking, Paul, that, that I Megalos is... I trust Megalos because I love is it. 
Yeah, I think it's a real favourite of yours. So I'm, I'm looking. Yeah. I've seen Megloss maybe once. I'm very excited to revisit Megloss. I'm going to reveal this to you now. I've probably seen it once as well, but <laughs> that's why I chose it because I adored it at the time. Brilliant! And oh, I I'm can't so excited wait to see it again all these years later and go, why oh, why oh, <laughs> choose that? And I, I'm doing vengeance on Varos. Oh. Oh. Great! Blimey. Oh. Strong. That's a that's a strong trio right there. Yeah, yeah that mm. is a very unlikely partnership. All, <laughs> in same, all in the same ballroom. Exactly. Doing their own dance, apart from um, Syl, of course, who's on casters. <laughs> <laughs> um. So until next time. Until next mm. time. Mm. Um. How do we usually sign these off? I've completely forgotten. Oh, we say follow the podcast on at Weezing Pod. At Weezing Pod. I'm Mr. Ken Shabby. That's Tom Neenan. At Teen Inan on Twitter. and at mm-hmm. Mr. P. Litchfield. Um, in the meantime, if you know what episodes we're doing next, we're doing mm-hmm. Vengeance on Varos and Megalos, mm-hmm. please do send in your Is correspondence. Is it Megalos or Megalos? I don't know. I thought it was Megalos. Me- Megalos. Yeah, it's not Megalos, is it? Yeah, shut up, yeah. Megalos. <laughs> um, yeah, so please do send in your correspondence. We'll read them out next time. And um, yeah, until the next time, we'll see you again. See you then. Keep wheezing those pods. Bye. Mega. So Dracula. you're a fan of all things geeky you're going to love Concessions a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hunton and myself Beck Hill where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic Cons all across the world we've got stars from Star Wars Harry Potter The Walking Dead and more make sure you tune in soon to Concessions Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.